When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. Now, firstly, I have an apology to make. I, of course, usually do every single one of these. Uh, yesterday's, I wasn't about for, for... If the truth be known, and you know we're quite friendly, we've known each other for a long time, I was in the pub when Tom, the producer of the podcast, texted me saying, I'm sending the links. And I looked at my phone and went, mm, that's not going to happen tonight. But anyway, I'm back tonight. And, of course, alcohol-free, because I was working. Anyway, we start on The Breakfast Show. And the former Manchester United and Spurs striker, Dimitar Berbatov, joined the wonderful Laura Woods, Ali McCoyce, and his old Spurs teammate, Darren Bent. Now, Dimitar, or Burbs, discussed his career regrets, Deli Ali, and Jose Mourinho's relationship, as well as joining Tottenham himself. You don't know much because at that time and I was in Leverkusen, uh, you know, concentrating, imagining my future with Leverkusen, you know, small boy coming from Bulgaria. And we human beings, sometimes when you get used to certain things, we don't want to change it because we feel comfortable, especially if you feel good and you're doing good things. You don't want to change and you don't want it to end. And my situation with Leverkusen was exactly like that. I was doing good, playing, scoring. The team was starting with me and didn't follow any other leagues, to be honest. I was imagining everything with Leverkusen until I'm 39 or something like that. <laughs> but when you start to grow up, see new things, your eyes open up to the world and you realize there is more to life and football than outside Germany. And when the interest from Spurs and other teams came, you know, then I was starting to read more and more and get into the history of, of Spurs. And in that moment, it was very important for me that... Uh, the coach wanted me, which was Martignol, and that was the big difference. When the coach wants you, Darren, you know, as well, that if the coach wants you, then it's it's better yeah. for the player because it means that, you know, he's given you a confidence that you're gonna not going to start automatically, but at least he say, come, mm-hmm. I, I want you in my team. And that was exactly the situation. And I start to follow them before the transfer happens, uh, see how they moved into the table, what kind of players, who do I need to compete with. Players in the mood here. Berbatov away from Jackson. Oh, it's up! I would go back and change something in my way, in football way. Probably I would like to be more open when I go to a dressing room, to a new team, to a new players, and be a bit more uh, socialized, you know, like, hi, guys, you know, high five, stuff like this. This was probably the only thing I would change. 
And you're, the, you're like that. You like to, to, to talk with people and probably people were looking at me and like, why is Berbo not talking? I mean, what, what, what's up? Is he mute or something? You know, but, <laughs> well, I, was, uh, I, was, I was shy. That was, that was the word that can describe me. You know, I was shy, didn't open easily. Uh, I don't know why. It was just my character's way. Now I'm a bit different. But back then, Darren, you know how I was. And it was not impersonal because on the Oof, pitch. Oh, goodness for that. <laughs> if you're in a better position, I always give you the ball. There we go. You know, score. Go shine. Whatever. Everything for the team because the team comes first. It's Ali against Pope and it's 1-1. And right at the start of the second half, Spurs have a way back into this game. Deli Ali. You can see it now. It's happening because he's not in the. He's not playing. He's not in the squad. And he's so, so talented. But something is not sitting right with, with Mourinho. And if you cannot find the, the middle ground, if you want, they need to be a compromise from both sides. Then the player is going to suffer as, as Deli Ali at the moment. But he's so talented. The goals he scores sometimes are unbelievable. As soon as possible, they need to resolve it because something is going on behind the scene that we don't know. But they need to resolve that. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to be beneficial for, for anyone there. Now, there will be more from old Dimmy on his United Days a little later in the podcast. But we turn our attention now to James White. Jimmy White. Jim White. Jim, that's his name. Simon Jordan, Kate Pice's ex-husband, and Danny Murphy discussing the handball controversies over the weekend in the Premier League. I'm guessing Simon holds back a little here. Have a listen. If you know something is fundamentally wrong and you have the ability to do something about it, which is make a decision that might not be in the flavour of how you're assessed after the game, have the courage of your convictions. It's about having the integrity. You either want to be at the top of your game and have the courage of your convictions, or you want to protect your backside. That's the definition of cowardice. Eric Dyer jumped up to defend it. He had his arms out, as you do when you jump, and it hit it, and then the referee, Peter Banks, has gone over to the monitor and given a penalty. We can change the law, or we can change the interpretation of it where the problem lies is what is going to be the consequences if our Premier League in isolation decides to interpret the rules differently or change the rules from IFAB what power do they have to say to the Premier League right or FIFA what power do they have to say we're going to punish you as the Premier League for changing it the goals ratio in games is massively increasing are they wanting to create more opportunities to score goals in games because if you look at the amount of goals that are being scored at this moment in time it's gone through the ceiling is this an initiative to be able to give more goals because at the end of the day whether we say it's making a mockery of our Premier League goals are what sells games around yeah, the world yeah, exactly now I don't know if I'm, if I'm being overly cerebral about it but it is ridiculous it's ridiculously bad for everybody the problem is we've got this ridiculous rule which which is then doubled down on by VAR. Now we can hear from Adrian Durham and Darren Goff on Drive discussing the handball issues of the week. I'm just getting bored with handball chat. Anyway, they had a caller and a very special guest in Sir Rod Stewart. He rang into the show to add his little two penneth worth, although it's probably about two billions worth. Wake up, Maggie, I think I got something to say. I used to like those discussions in the pub afterwards, the referee's crazy or whatever, and it wasn't offside. That was so much part of the game. But now it's just, just too clinical. What happens to the teams that feel uh, unjustly that they've had three points taken away from them? Can't they turn around and say, well, this is not fair. You can't change the rules halfway through the season. I think that's a great point. And actually, when you... Uh, I, I really... Uh, OK, wh- give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've won. Do you need it? You've won. It's the best caller. 250 no, quid. Are times that hard? Where do I even start with this? Mm. Uh, you have American football and they have the video umpire, and it works perfectly. You've got rugby, it works perfectly. Loads of other sports can use video assistants, umpires, whatever you want to call them perfectly. Tennis, you've got the challenge system. We get all of it, and it's like having a Lamborghini and giving it to a golden retriever. There's just, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, David, a Liverpool fan, what do you think, Dave? Head's gone! Head's gone! <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I've been on a while ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, talking about the old handball thing. If you remember the Rob Holding one in an Arsenal game quite a while back. For me, I, I said it at the time, and the only way that you're ever going to please everyone and simplify it is if to say every time it hits the hand, it's a penalty. Because if we start looking at going down to interpretation of was it deliberate, was it not, was it outside of the uh, circumference of someone's body, it's always going to be one guy's opinion against another. And depending on who you support or who you'd want to win that, that day dependent on getting into league positions it, it's so hard to please everyone I mean the one thing that we have done is now at least the referee from within that game who understands the context of what's happening is going over to the screen that's something we wanted we've got that and now people still aren't happy now quite early in the podcast we're going to play the best bits of my show Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday at Thursday from 10pm with the fun boy we were looking back at that game at Anfield that saw Liverpool take on Arsenal in the Premier League you may be thinking why haven't I said the score because as I'm talking to you it's still 2-1 to Liverpool and there's half an hour to go Diogo Jota, who'd come on for Naby Keita. Liverpool made a double switch. James Milner also coming on for Sadio Mane. Just then, he cracked one from distance and it found the corner of the net and he was mobbed by his teammates. So Liverpool three, Arsenal one. I'm not sitting here trying to defend Arsenal and we know the best, that the best team won and the result was the correct result. And Liverpool were two goals at least better than Arsenal in the night. And there was no... I'm not sitting... But... Liverpool, they gave him chances, which is not like Liverpool. Lacazette goes through, 1v1, give the keeper credit, it's a brilliant save. save. I think if that goes to Aubameyang, it might be a different story. I don't doubt they've got second gear, third gear Liverpool. I don't, I don't doubt that. They're, they have said they'll win the title, they're the best side in the country, they, they rarely give teams opportunities. But Arsenal had some today, they did. An error from Andy Robertson delivered it into the path of Alexander Lacazette, who was on the edge of the six-yard box, and he simply put it past the keeper. In the end, it's even better that we conceded a goal because we could early in the season show already that that doesn't mean the game is over. Just uh, one information, not a decisive. All good. The boys played an exceptional football game tonight. Arsenal, if you think about where Arsenal were, just as Arteta came in and where Liverpool were, how far ahead they were mm. of Arsenal. Arsenal have gone there with a game plan. They've gone there to frustrate. Five, pretty much five at the back for most of the game, the four and a one. And... Liverpool eventually have enough because they they are too good throughout the whole mm. pitch. But I just coming away from that, if it had been two one and Arsenal had had one chance, of, sorry that Lacazette chance had been put away, imagine going into the last two minutes at two two. Oh, no, but I'm just saying that goals. I didn't this, see it like that. that. That wasn't the game I saw okay. either. Oh. But it could have been like that. And Aston Villa beat Fulham earlier on last night in the Premier League. And after the match, the managers Dean Smith and Scotty Parker spoke to the media. And if you don't believe me, have a listen to this. Fulham nil, Aston Villa 2. Grealish found himself free on the left-hand side. He cut the ball back for John McGinn, who put through Conor Horahan to double Villa's lead with a well-placed right-footed finish. Fulham with three at the back tonight. It's not worked out so far. I stand here after the, now the third game and I say the same things. You give up goals like we give up goals and defend like you're going to defend. You're not going to win many matches. In saying that, for large parts here, 
dominated. Don't even know the, the cross count and the shot. I think we've outshot them. But they defend their box really well. They enter our box once, score, enter it twice, score. Give yourself an uphill battle. And um, that was frustrating. Connor Horahan with a brilliant ball. And Tyron Mings found himself unmarked. He slid through on goal and knocked it past the keeper, Ariola. To mean the score is now Fulham nil, Aston Villa 3. Having that one year in the Premier League already has, has given the whole lot of them a lot of experience. Also, what we've done, we've added some quality to that. You know, Matt Cash, Emmy, Martinez and Holly Watkins and Bertie. Yeah, Traore came on as well. But on top of being quality players, they're really good lads as well. Good athletes who leave everything out there on the pitch. And that attitude that they have brought into the dressing room just adds to what we had before back now to White Jordan this is Danny Murphy discussing Manchester United's midfield and why they won't challenge for the title this oh excuse me this season the best side probably in the Premier League for the last two years Liverpool have got three midfielders who continuously work and tirelessly work and if you think about Henderson and Wijnaldum playing right and left of Fabinho over the last two years they cover Trent and Robertson going forward all the time. So when United have got Shaw flying forward or wan flying forward, they don't have the legs or the cover to protect the two centre-halves. So they're getting, they're getting isolated. And mm. Brighton could have had five or six goals. So I don't think, moving forward, United are going to challenge for the title. I'm not talking about top four. I'm talking about getting back to compete for the title by having five offensive match winners in the team. And Fernandez at the back post, a right-footed volley for his second goal of the game. It's classic counterpunch from Manchester United. It's a throwback, dare I say it, to the glory days of Sir Alex Ferguson. I said initially when Fernandez came is it's going to be a problem, and I still think it is a problem, that Pogba and Fernandez in the same team makes them too offensive. And against the better opposition, you'll get found out. They're both brilliant technicians and creative footballers. Their defensive mindset is reactive, not proactive. The only time I've ever seen Pogba defend really defensive-minded way was for France under Deschamps. But generally, he's a creative player and he's a brilliant player. Back once more now to, no, not the renegade master, Dimitar Berbatov on breakfast on playing at Manchester United, working under Sir Alex Ferguson and not making the squad for the Champions League final in 2011 against Barcelona, as Andy Brasser would say. To be left out, it felt uh, not right, not right for me, for my for my family, of course, also for my friends and everybody, everybody in Bulgaria. And then as time passed, you start to look back and... Uh, trying to understand the decision and to know that not only me, but other players in the team were in the same position in that particular final. Uh, and sometimes sacrifices need to be made. And uh, the, the job of the manager also is not easy because I can see how Sir Alex was difficult to tell me that news as well. You can still not agree with the decision because it, it was not the right one uh, in my in my case. This is my opinion, of course. But then you try to go from the other side of the manager point of view and thinking that uh, it's not easy for him to choose who to play, who to stay into the team. In towards Berbatov, collects it on his thigh. Overhead kick! Oh! Probably one of the best managers in the world, if not the best. Uh, also, I have a, a, a good relationship. Of course, when I didn't play, I was always going, knock on the door, ask 
what what I'm not playing, what do I need to do better, you know, to, to start playing. Normal stuff where you need answers. But as you mentioned it, my time came and I didn't play as much as I wanted to. Again, I go to him and, you know, ask him about to see what we can do. And he told me that, you know, you know rotating of the team and other players coming in. So I knew that my time is uh, coming to an end there. When you truly, truly love football, uh, you want to play. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter where because the career of football player is a short one and you need to enjoy as much as you can. Back now to drive and after Leicester's 5-2 win against Pep's Man City, Adrian and Coffey discuss just how good Brendan Rodgers' side are this season. In our show meeting earlier, I asked the question, can Leicester win the title? I mean, they go to Man City and don't just win. It's not a fluke. Are you getting carried away? They dominated. They won 5-2. So, Having won the title, what, five years ago, yeah. I, I then asked, can Leicester win the title? And there was laughter all around. Well, are they, are they better now than when they won the title five years ago? Well, that question can only be answered as yeah. the season goes on. But yeah. that performance there that, that we saw, I thought that that was better than anything we saw mm. in fifteen sixteen when they won the title. I still think they just lack something. I think they will slip up too many times this season to win a title. Okay. And even perhaps to finish in the top four which might surprise people, especially with a performance so far. They'll be thinking, yeah, top four, definitely. But I think over the season, it's going to be difficult for them. So Leicester go to Man City and win 5-2. Yeah. Jamie Vardy is scoring goals for fun already this season. Yeah. And you're, you're doubting their top four credentials. Yeah. Now, Spurs begin a run of three matches in six days when they face Chelsea in the Carabao Cup tonight. That game, of course, live right here on TalkSport. Ahead of the match, TalkSport's Faye Carruthers has spoken to Jose Mourinho and the Spurs boss was asked if it's possible for his team to fight in all competitions. I would imagine he says yes here. Let's find out. I would like to fight for the for the Carabao, but I don't think I can. We have a game on Thursday that gives us not as much money as Champions League, but the group phase of Europa League gives us a certain amount that for a club like us is very important. Is a competition with a possible group phase that give us a good chance to to go through to the next to the next knockout stage. So this game on Thursday is uh, is very important for us. Based on how happy you were with today's performance, it's um, surely bear in mind um, Chelsea's performance at the weekend, which was more lackluster in the first half. You know, you do have a real chance of progressing in that competition. I'm joking or are you serious? I'm serious. Why? Because Chelsea played Saturday. They have Sunday and Monday, then they play Tuesday, and then they play again on the weekend. So their fantastic squad, if the manager decides not to rotate, he can perfectly play with the players that he wants. As you know, and forgetting the past Thursday, we played on a Sunday, now we play on a Tuesday, we play on a Thursday, and then we play on the Sunday again. And I think Sony was just the first. More will come. Sony was the first, but more will come. And we finish, obviously, with old Dimmy, old Burbster and Ali McCoyst having a godfather impression off, as you do, against each other after Dimmy admitted he learned English watching the famous trilogy. Or as he would say, Hey, I want the famous trilogy! No, it just sounds like Rocky Balboa. Do you remember some of the big phrases in, in Godfather? Some of the classics? Do you want me to tell you one? Yeah. I mean, that even sounded like... <laughs> yeah, no, <I> <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Ah, well, don't make me laugh. Just a moment. Wait. 
make you an offer you can't refuse. Ah, superb. <laughs> Superb. That was Absolutely amazing. superb. Ali, have you got any new locker? Oh, not. I couldn't even compete with that, I'll tell you that. How about revenge is a dish best served cold? <laughs> it's a Scottish oh. Don Corleone. <laughs> that, was Don, that was Don Corleone from Govan. He's a bit softer, that one, isn't he? <laughs> That's it for another podcast. I think before I go, a reminder again, you can hear live commentary of Spurs against Chelsea. It's the Carabao Cup. It's the fourth round. It's live on TalkSport tonight. And then straight after that, I take your calls from 10pm. If you fancy a bit of egg chasing, however, why don't you tune in to the Gallagher Premiership. That's on TalkSport 2 at half past five. It's Northampton Saints against Sale. And staying with TalkSport 2, there's a bit of Super League as well tonight. From 7.45, it's St. Helens. They're away at a team that I can't pronounce because it begins with W's and there's R's. Billy's in the studio. Billy, come over here and just read this for me, because otherwise I'm going to spray everywhere. Who are playing St. Helens? Say it now, Billy. Uh, Wigan Warriors. Oh, you can't say either. That's both of us that can't say Wigan Warriors. Anyway, that's it. I'm back tonight from 10pm for another Sports Bar. I don't know who alongside. They haven't told me yet. Why don't you tune in to find out? There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.